Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. Even as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity, and I might be his own, live under him in his kingdom. Our archaicism lists five things that our Lord's resurrection proves. And it's really important to know these things. Uh, in our faith, everything hinges on three days of our Lord's earthly ministry, from the crucifixion on Good Friday to the resurrection on Easter Sunday. Everything was accomplished on Good Friday on the cross which is why Jesus declared it is finished. But without the resurrection, we wouldn't know this. We would have no proof that what Jesus did mattered. So the, we say that the resurrection is the vindication or the proof that what happened on Good Friday and, and the rest of Jesus' ministry uh, means something. So again, we confess that the resurrection proves five important things. Uh, three of them we heard last week. That Jesus is true God. That his doctrine is true. It proves everything he ever said is true. And it proves that our sins are forgiven because the Father accepted Jesus' sacrifice for our sins. Today we'll fo focus on the fourth out of five that we too will rise from the dead, just as Jesus rose from the dead. Today is commonly known as Good Shepherd Sunday. In our Gospel account, Jesus says this, I am the Good Shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Now, we tend to romanticize Jesus as the good shepherd. You know, Jesus is sitting in a pastoral scene uh, with sheep on his lap, and he's petting the sheep. But think of how strange this is. Uh, this is not how a good shepherd acts. A shepherd raises sheep for profit. They don't have sheep for pets. Uh, they shear their sheep for their wool. They slaughter their sheep for their meat also that they, the shepherd, might live. The sheep die for the shepherd. That's at least what a, what a smart shepherd does. Now Jesus also compares himself as the good shepherd to hirelings, uh, hired men who are not the shepherd. A shepherd will at least defend the sheep if danger comes. They will at least go looking for the sheep. But a shepherd's not going to give his own life for the sheep. A hireling is even worse. A hireling doesn't care at all. He's in it for the money. He's going to get money. He's going to get paid regardless of what happens to the sheep. So he leaves the sheep completely when danger comes, when a wolf comes. But then what happens to him? He, wolves travel in packs. So when one wolf comes, he runs straight into the others that are there. He runs straight into the trap. So for those who only care for this life now, about their life 
and comfort now and nothing for the life to come, well, they will lose both this life and the one to come. But Jesus is not like a hireling. And he's better than any shepherd. Jesus lays down his life for the sheep. He saves the sheep by offering himself in his place. He lets the wolf devour him so that the sheep might live. He lets himself fall into the valley of the shadow of death. And it isn't by accident that Jesus does this. It isn't by accident that Jesus dies. It wasn't by mistake that Jesus uh, fell into the hands of those who would betray him. It wasn't by mistake that Jesus uh, was crucified by the hand of Pontius Pilate. No, Jesus lays down his life of his own accord and in so doing, paid for all your sins. Now this changes our outlook on life. If Jesus is our good shepherd, then we don't need to act like a hireling. We don't need to worry about getting ahead in this life, getting, uh, gaining everything in this life, running every which way uh, so that we just might get ahead. Just think of how busy this world has become. Uh, for them, there's nothing else. This world is all there is. So they fill up their week, they fill up their weekend, so that just maybe they might get ahead of everyone else. And how easy is it for us to do this as well? You know, there's a reason God calls us sheep. That's not an enduring term. Sheep are stupid. If a wolf comes, the sheep scatter. They run every which way, and in so doing, they succumb to the pack of wolves. But for us, the wolf need not alarm us because this life is not the end. Jesus says, this is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to raise it up again. Now, I'm sure you can't help but think of the 23rd Psalm today. Our hymn was a paraphrase of it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And then it ends... Surely goodness and mercy, mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I had a seminary professor that somewhat jokingly told us uh, to never use that psalm if we pastors uh, would go visit someone uh, who is just sick in the hospital uh, because it would make them think that they're actually dying. This psalm has become so closely associated with death and dying because it so beautifully confesses that God is with us even when death is near. And it confesses that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now think about that. Think about that in connection with the rest of the psalm, this Good Shepherd psalm. And sometimes we talk about the green pastures of heaven. You know, maybe thinking something like, well, the grass is greener on the other side. But at the end of the psalm, the sheep are brought out of the pasture into the mansion 
the house of the Lord. That's not where sheep belong. Sheep don't belong in the house, in the mansion. They belong in the pasture. So, so where's the pasture? Where's the green grass, the, the gathering of the sheep, the water, uh, the food, the table richly prepared where the cup is overflowing? It's the church. The green pasture is the church. This is where God feeds you and comes to you richly, preparing you so that you are prepared in the valley of the shadow of death. And he's with you even as danger surrounds you until he will bring you out of the pasture into his mansion. And this mansion is far greater than the greenest of pastures. And notice, you will actually dwell there. Now I think this carries with it an emphasis that we normally don't think about. When you die now, your body returns to the dust. But your soul goes immediately to the Father in heaven. This is why we should learn to pray the last words of Christ on the cross. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. If you have memorized Luther's morning or evening prayer, uh, Luther includes this in both. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful way to prepare uh, and, and to think about and to prepare for death. Our souls will go to the Father when we die, just as Jesus' soul did when he died. And then just as Jesus' body was buried, so will ours be. But three days later, Jesus' body rose from the dead. Body and soul reunited. When our souls go to heaven, we are not yet who God wants us to be. There is something still to come. The resurrection of our bodies. Jesus' resurrection three days later means that we too are looking forward to the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. The resurrection proves that there will be a resurrection of the body. Jesus' body rose after three days, and so ours will rise after a time, too. We will dwell, body and soul reunited, in the house of the Lord forever. Again, the resurrection of the body and the fact that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever means that we don't need to indulge our bodies now. You know, we give into sin now, especially sins of the body, sins of the flesh, because we think, well, I deserve this now. We justify it with, well, I can't wait. You only live once, YOLO, or, or everyone else is doing it. But the resurrection of the body shows a better life ahead. Body and soul. Soul and body. This is why having a good shepherd who goes before us and lays down his life and takes it up again is so vital. We have someone to follow through suffering, through trial, through temptation, through crosses, even through the valley of the shadow of death itself. And this is one thing that sheep are good at. I, I heard a news story 
uh, from a, a couple of years ago about sheep who followed their shepherd off a cliff. Uh, the title of the article was 400 Sheep Fall Off Cliff in Turkey. And unfortunately, it seemed all 400 of those sheep died following their shepherd off that, their cliff. Uh, but apparently there was some good news also because those 400 sheep acted like pillows and they broke the fall of another 1,100 animals who survived. Can you imagine just sheep bouncing like, like balloons off, off more sheep? Sheep follow where their shepherd goes. Our shepherd goes first into death and soon after is raised by God from the dead. And because of this, that Christ's resurrection proves the resurrection of the body, we too can follow our shepherd, even into death. Even into death. We can lie down calmly into the grave with our shepherd, while all of our other earthly blessings that we maybe once trusted in, or look to, while all those other earthly blessings return to the dust and stay dust, we can be confident that our bodies, unlike everything else, will be raised up again. The resurrection proves that we too will rise from the dead. So in faith, we bear our crosses, we forsake sin, we travel through the valley of the shadow of death. We refresh ourselves in the pastures of the church where the cup of Christ overfloweth. And we look forward even to death with joy. Knowing that because Christ laid down his life and took it up again, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.